it humbles me to serve alongside uh, veterans and to serve veterans through Operation Healer Patriots. Um, to me, for me, it's just one way to give back to them for the sacrifice that they've given uh, for our freedom of this country. Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm Christy Graham, and next week, Veterans Day gives us an opportunity to honor, remember, and thank our veterans. We know that our gratitude for service members shouldn't just come once a year, but Veterans Day gives us a chance to extend a special amount of appreciation for what they've done and what they've given for our freedom. We have so many veterans that serve in the ministry, including my husband, and so this day is really personal to me. We actually have nearly 100 veterans working in Samaritan's Purse, and that doesn't include the hundreds that have been impacted by Operation Heal Our Patriots. So today, in honor of Veterans Day, we want to spotlight the completion of the 10th season of Operation Heal Our Patriots. In 17 weeks at Samaritan Lodge, Alaska this summer, 72 people gave their lives to Christ, and 75 couples rededicated their marriages. I sat down with John Pryor, who is the director of Operation Heal Our Patriots, and we were able to hear his perspective on the decade of lives that have been changed through the ministry. You know, with Veterans Day coming up, you know, we want to spotlight the importance of how Operation Heal Our Patriots, Samaritan's Purse, allows them many ways to serve. Mm Because I think once you've raised your right hand to serve our country— you, you, that doesn't go away when you get out of the military. You take off your uniform, you still have that service. It's that innate desire to serve never goes away. That's right. And so I love the way that it translates into whatever they're doing. But here at Samaritan's Purse, there's a commonality, mm-hmm. correct? That's absolutely. So first of all, since you you've spent some time in Alaska this summer, mm-hmm. the season just ended, Operation right. Healer Patriots. Can you maybe give us a, an overview of what the season looked like? Was it typical with COVID? What just maybe give us a broad view of that? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, it was a long season, the longest mm-hmm. that we've had oh, in wow. the history of Operation Healer Patriots. Um, uh, part of that was planned. Part of that was not planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did 19 total weeks uh, in Alaska. Uh, so we did uh, 16 of those weeks were veteran weeks for Operation Healer Patriots, where we had uh, veteran cu- couples uh, attend Alaska. We did uh, two weeks that were for law enforcement officers who have been injured in line of duty. Um, same program. Uh, their follow-up will be—we're uh, partnering with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association to follow up with them. And then, unfortunately, we had one week where we had to put it on pause just because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's— Fairly typical nowadays, but uh, we were able to reschedule and add a week on to to to, to reschedule those those couples. Um, so it just extended our week, uh, our, our our summer one more week. But mm-hmm. uh, lots of fruit, lots of um, excitement, lots of really uh, neat stories, and just how God is working uh, through Operation Hill Our Patriots. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great summer. Mm-hmm. And this is the tenth season. Correct. It's it a is pretty a big ten. mile mark. That's right. um, ten years of service and ministry. You said the longest week. Um, so what? What did you witness? What? What impressed you this summer? Yeah. Uh, oh, where do I start? Right. Um, the first thing that impacted me is when we were scheduling couples. You know, our chaplains call them, and uh, before they attend Alaska, and they just touch base with them, introduce themselves, um, just start that relationship. Well. After we invite them, you know, um, one couple in particular, they um, they just felt led to start praying as a family. This is before they even get to Alaska. 
So the chaplains check in with them, and they're, they've started praying with their children before they get to Alaska. Um, they go to Alaska, um, and uh, they give their lives to the Lord and um, come back. Now they're in church. And just to see the generational change, it's not just the veterans. It's their children. You know, uh, This year we actually had uh, the, the second generation is attendees. We had a, a couple that attended this year, and their parents attended several years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's generational, right? We're affecting uh, the Lord uses uh, Operation Hill Patriots to affect generations, not just, you know, coming back and taking their children to church or mm-hmm. baptizing their children. We see that. But now, you know, their children are attending Operation Hill Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's neat to see. But uh, just how lives are affected so quickly in Alaska. Um, one veteran, he, uh, he, they, one veteran couple, they, uh, they lost a daughter several years ago, and to cope with it, he, uh, he was self-medicating with alcohol and became a real problem. Was drinking a lot. Um, he, the day or two before he went to Alaska, he stopped drinking. And the morning before he gets on the airplane, he goes into a seizure just because he's having withdrawals. Didn't know if he could make it. Um, was able. Thank, thankfully, he was able to get on the airplane, come to Alaska, and gave his life to the Lord. And we do a log ceremony where you put things that you want to leave in Alaska in a log and you mm-hmm. burn it. Right. Well, he um, he burned his log, and then Friday morning he tells us, um, I, "I burnt my alcohol addiction in that fire. I'm leaving that in Alaska." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been doing great. Uh, they've given their lives to the Lord, like I said, and uh, it's just changing lives, right? And again, that's going to be generational. Now that his dad, their their children are not, you know, don't they see their dad sober and mm-hmm. involved in the church. And um, that's what's impactful to me. It's, it's you know, uh, uh, how it affects just so quickly. And then it's long-lasting. You know, it's mm-hmm. so impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is incredible. I know when one wife said, you know, her kids, same thing. They called him a, a mad dad, you mm-hmm. know, before. Because uh, same thing, just depressed, um, angry, explosive. And then after Alaska, he became a glad dad. You know, it was like this joy, this just totally different transformation. And you're right, that impacts the kids. You know, and it impacts the community, and it will. Just as the sins can be passed down from generation, you know, we can stop that through Christ and make a new generation That's and right. pass the baton in a different way. Um, and so, I know transformations are huge and real in Alaska. Uh, but what I love about Samaritan's First and Operation Hiller Patriots is it doesn't stop there. So you had this great season. Great change, great fruit. Uh, but what happens after that? Because I know Operation Hill Patriots, your job's not done. You don't take a pause until you go back to Alaska in May. The real work starts, the discipleship. The, right. You walk with them for life. For life. Right? So That's, talk to me about aftercare and and what happens next for your staff. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a great question. You know, we one of our core values with Operation Hill Patriots is family. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you go to Alaska, you're part of the Operation Hill Patriots family. You, um, you're, We're with you for life. Um, we're going to be here. We're going to walk life with you because, you know, Alaska is a mountaintop experience, but it's only one week. Mm-hmm. When they get back from Alaska, life hits them hard. And uh, we don't want to abandon them, so we want to stay with them um, through those hard times. There's also happy times. We want to be there through the happy times, through the childbirths, the graduations. Uh, we're there for them. So um, the way we do that, we do it several ways. We have regional chaplains that um, build relationships across the country with uh, all. Right now, we're at 
1,382 couples in the OHOP family, and we're trying to build a deep relationship with them. If they know the Lord, we want to help them grow spiritually. Uh, we want to encourage them to be in a church. We want to uh, encourage them to be in Bible studies. We provide Bible studies. Um, in fact, one of our chaplain wives right now is leading a Bible study for women up in the Great Lakes area. Uh, she's uh, doing that. Um, we've done Bible studies through our chaplains for the men. We've done couples Bible studies. Um, but like I said, there's 1,382 OHOP couples. That's that's a lot for a few chaplains. So what we're doing now is we're multiplying ourselves through our key leader program. We have couples that have been part of the OHOP family for several years. They're plugged into the church. They're, they're growing in their faith. Um, they're uh, strong in their marriage. And they're called to be disciples. So we have right now we have 26 key leader couples and they're disciples of other OHOP couples. They're they're doing the Bible studies. They're they're doing uh the get-togethers. They're doing um the 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 visitations and celebrations of births and stuff like that. And that's what family is, right? It's growing together spiritually, it's enjoying, it's making memories together. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what it means to be OHOP. We have events um just about every weekend between now and Thanksgiving. Um Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Indiana Minneapolis, like I said, Pigeon Forge. We have a fortify your marriage uh, retreat in Waco, Texas in a few weeks. Um, And that just builds on the marriage enrichment that they learn in Alaska. And it's kind of, you know, a 2.0 class for them to just to build on what they've learned in Alaska. Uh, So there's a lot going on. Uh, Like I said, just about every week we have something going on that we want to involve the OHOP family to be part of. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't end in Alaska. That's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want them to feel like they're part of a family. And what we, what do we do with family? We live life together. Mm-hmm. You know, we grow together. And um, really, that's what OHOP's about. Alaska mm-hmm. gets you in the family. Mm-hmm. And then we live life with you mm-hmm. and, and provide these opportunities uh, uh, afterward. So talk to me about the, the importance of the local church and how do you partner and minister with them? Yeah, uh, you're right. We think that— uh, um, getting plugged into a local church is, is just vital, especially mm-hmm. when they're new in their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, just being plugged into a, a church that fits them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, as a new believer, it can be really scary and intimidating to go to church for the first time by yourself. Yeah. You know, So we want to kind of— uh, um, give them tools or help them along that first step. Well, one way we're doing that is, again, through key leaders. We actually have uh, key leaders that go around their local community and visit churches to mm. to um, understand the, you know, what type of church it is, what do they focus on, you know, uh, what are their strengths and weaknesses. So that way, when they have a new believer come into their community, they can say, what kind of church would you feel mm. comfortable with? And they'll go with them the first few times to that church and make them feel comfortable, plug them in, um, mm. and, and help them, uh, you know, find a church that fits. Uh, I think that's important, you know. Um, especially for a new believer, is just understanding mm-hmm. how how do I get plugged into a church? How do I find a church that fits me? Um, I, I know that can that was hard for me when I moved. You know, mm-hmm. finding a church that fit our family and what we were looking for, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it can take years. Mm-hmm. So we want to help them along through that process as a new believer coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say even you know for me who's been in church. Since I was a baby, you know, same thing. Every time we move somewhere, it is hard. But I, I come from a Christian background. Mm-hmm. But for someone who's never been to church, maybe a lot of these people, they don't have a Christian in their life. Um, I think that was something that was an ache for them because to not know that, that is scary. That yes. is intimidating. So I love the way that key leaders or chaplains will really help them. Yeah. Let's talk Team Patriot for a minute and yeah. why, because I know you've, you've gone on some of these responses. Uh-huh. What— 
Alaska is so important. The Fortify Your Marriages, the conferences, all the the filling up, so important. But serving mm-hmm. and giving what you've been filled up with is also important. So That's right. to start, what is Team Patriot? Yeah. Why was there a need, and how are you seeing uh, how are you seeing this be successful both for the OHOP alumni? But also for other communities that they respond to. Yeah, so uh, I love Team Patriot. I love the 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 whole ministry behind it. Um, a lot of these veterans, you know, they 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 have a heart to serve. That's why they join the military. Um, they have a heart to be something, be part of something bigger than themselves. That's why we talk about OHOP family because that allows them to be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, but a lot of them just, you know, they they have that. They they want to serve. They they want to get out there and um, just just uh, feel like they're contributing, right? They've come back from uh, combat. They've been discharged or or they've been um, uh, retired or however they got out of the military. Now they're trying to find purpose. Uh, sometimes you know they're just sitting around. They don't feel they don't feel useful. Sometimes they're they're wounded, uh, um, whether it be PTS or a, a physical injury, um, and they don't feel like they have value. Um, this is where I love Team Patriot because any um, OHOP alumni, any OHOP couple uh, that's been to Alaska can serve through Team Patriot. We give them the opportunity to go out there and feel useful, serving disaster sites. So it's um, it, it, Team Patriot is an opportunity for uh, OHOP alumni to go out in disaster uh, sites and serve those who have been affected by storms. Uh, typically, um, we'll identify uh, veterans who have been affected by the storm, their house has been damaged, and the Team Patriot team then goes and serves that veteran uh, and helps uh, you know get them recovered after the storm. Uh, so it's veterans serving veterans. I love that idea. It's just uh, an opportunity to serve. But more importantly, it, it also shows that um, as Christians, we need to get out there and serve in the name of Jesus. And it gives them opportunity to do that as well. And that's important on whether uh, they're serving in the church, they're serving through Team Patriot, they're serving in other ways, key leader. Um, we want them to get out there and serve Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um, in a way that they're called to do. Mm-hmm. So Team Patriot is one opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. I love it. I also had the opportunity to talk with Corey Lynch, my brother-in-law. He had just returned from his time in Alaska this summer. And so he gives some reflection on what he saw, but he also, we talk about the service that has come out of this ministry. Corey helps spearhead Team Patriot, which is a program that we're going to talk about. um, And God has used it to revive and restore wounded veterans through their heart for service. Um, Service is truly... um, in our service members. That is why they served. And I love Douglas MacArthur. He says, duty, honor, country. Those three hollowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be, what you can be, and what you will be. Um, Veterans are truly patriotic servants, and they live by these three words. And our partnership with Operation Heal Our Patriots has allowed them to spring into action and service through Samaritan's Purse. And these um, service members, I mean, they love to serve. That's why they took the oath. They raised their right hand and swore to defend and protect our country. Um, and so they are—service is is their heart. And I think many, as they get out, they feel robbed, you know, of what they love to do or what they were good at. And so they have an identity crisis. So service— is still in their heart, and some don't know how to do that anymore. And so, can you maybe explain what is Team Patriot? And they're they're 
under North American Ministries, right? So um, it's a very uh, organized way to help to allow someone to help and give back. Yeah. So. This isn't a new concept. Samaritan mm-hmm. Spurs have been doing this mm-hmm. for many, many years, and they have um, they, they have trucks full of tools and uh, generators and chainsaws and everything that's needed for a disaster. And you you walk into these places, and they're like a war zone. Uh, you know, every house that doesn't have a roof on it, or um, there's people just walking on the streets, and they have no expression on their face. They they just stare out into the distance. Um, so. Um, Samaritan's Purse has been in these um, in these places, and and so to bring these guys in and just just to segue them in to to make them another part of the team, um, you know th- that's where they came from. They're the most capable people on earth. Mm-hmm. Just because they had an injury doesn't mean that they don't have the experiences of being in a war zone. Now it's a different world. War there's not bullets and rockets flying, but there's trees on houses and um, people that are devastated and, you know, old ladies that have have nowhere to turn because it's going to cost them thousands of dollars to clean up their yard or put back together their house. And so um, when, I, when I've been on those deployments and I've, I've seen the eyes and the hearts of our soldiers, I'm like, who better to to take care of the homeland? You know, they went overseas to take care of the homeland, but now now they're on the home turf. They're not shooting guns anymore, but but they can be in these communities, literally changing them for for Christ's name, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Team Patriot is is it's the same as OHOP in the fact that um, you you're you're going to get discipled when you're on when when mm-hmm. when you're on tour. Um, or on deployment, but it's completely different. You're not getting candies by your bedside, <laughs> you know, a five-star meal at night. Um, you're not just, you know, eating in a in a, a place with just with uh, veterans. You're mingling with other Christians who are there to serve the Lord. And so this gives them an opportunity to get out and shine again, get out of the dungeons, get out of your dark places. Uh, as we know, many military guys have those dark places. I've heard it over, the story over and over. It's it's the same chime. It's the same tune over and over. But when when they get on deployment, you can you can see their faces light up, their eyes light up, and it's an incredible thing to see people literally come out of the darkness. Because some of these guys they don't get saved at Operation Hero Patriots, right? So, um, but there's a seed planted, and so it's like, hey, c- come come work with us, and you're still going to hear the gospel. You're still going to have Bible study in the morning. You're still going to have share time at night, um, you know, what God did. And I think that through Team Patriot, um, it will be a continuation of Operation Hillary Patriots, but also um, it'll be a continuation of um, pressing on to these guys' hearts. And I mean, who better, you know, in a crisis? I feel like all those natural reactions, you know, that they've been trained to do for so long— Responding in crisis, responding responding with limited resources. I mean, just all those things, those muscle memory. I don't know. I haven't served, but it seems like it would be like riding a bike. Yeah, it, it comes back. It might be a little different, and you know, you might feel feel a little differently, and especially if you've lost a limb or something's different about you. But that the training and the response to crisis probably jumps right back. That's right. Being resourceful. Um, mm-hmm problem solving, working mm-hmm. as a team, mm-hmm. all that comes back. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's what they like about it too mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, it helps them feel like they're part of a unit again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I like about it. I, lo- I love just the camaraderie, serving together out mm-hmm. there with your brothers in arms, you know, um, mudding out a house or mm-hmm. cutting down trees, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it just, it's fulfilling. 
Yeah. So maybe have you seen some of these guys that were reluctant to come at first? You said it's addicting and they end up coming back, but how have you seen their faith grow? Yeah, you know, that first step is always the hardest. Uh, you're stepping into the unknown. Uh, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, but once you get out there and you experience it and you um, uh, feel what it's like to serve, um, th- that's where that momentum builds, right? Now you've experienced it, you know, and now you can go to your your, your friends, your, 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 your buddies, your OHOP members that you serve alongside of you that you know and say let's go to team patriot and let's do it together mm-hmm. uh you know that that's what i mean by the momentum mm-hmm. um and uh most all the, the just just what it feels like to serve in the name of jesus that's just you, that's just so fulfilling and um i think that's what we're seeing people experience and uh, i think that's what's uh what's so exciting about team patriot yeah. mm-hmm. um so because you are so involved, uh, you know these couples well. How can we be praying for our Operation Hiller Patriots couples, uh, alumni, uh, you know, and praying for your staff throughout this year? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was a long summer, um, mm-hmm. but now we're just hitting the ground. Uh, you know, now we're just getting moving with uh, mm-hmm. with our family care and the rest of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, of what happens after Alaska. So, um just be praying as we grow together as a family, uh, as we continue with um, family care, with all the events that we have coming up. Um, just that, you know, God will be seen and glorified. Um, couples will continue to come to Him in faith uh, and that uh, they continue to grow, serve together. Pray for our key leaders. We're identifying um, more key leaders for our, our second class. Uh, so we'll be, uh, you know, selecting them and, and, and uh, training them in the next few months. Uh, so there's a lot going on, and um, I just pray that you know God begins can be seen and, and glorified. Uh, we just continue to serve each other. Discipleship happens, and um, that uh, people still come to Christ uh, through Operation Heal Our Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we talked about it in the beginning, but ten years of ministry through through Operation Heal Our Patriots, and I know. Uh, the foundation, I mean, sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, that has never strayed. Yeah. Um, and that's the same in every aspect of the Samaritan source. But obviously, over the years, things have, you know, changed. They've developed. They've grown. And as you mentioned, as couples grow um, and just ministering to those couples. So maybe can you just—let's look back on the 10 years of ministries. Yeah. You know, what what has surprised you or maybe what have you seen grow? Yeah, so um, if you think about it, the first few years, there's only a handful of couples that have gone to Alaska. Now, like I said, we're at 1,382 couples. That number is not going to get smaller. It's going to continue to grow. So we need to develop strategies where we can have meaningful relationships mm-hmm. with OHOP couples. Um, and uh, as we get bigger, we just have to be more strategic on how we do that. Key leaders will be a big part of that. Um, our regional chaplains um, are a part of that. And um, the events and how we host them, we just have to uh, be innovative on how we can have meaningful events that include everybody. We're not excluding people and we're letting everybody know um, that we're doing these events. We want them to feel like we talked about that first step where, hey, I want to go to a fortify your marriage, you know, mm-hmm. or let me, let, me, let me reach back out to OHOP. Um, so as we grow, we just need to be more strategic on how we can have meaningful mm-hmm. relationships with so many couples across the country. That's a big part of it, too, is they're not all in one area. Mm-hmm. They're spread out across the country. Um, so uh, geography and the, the, the number of them are all challenges that we have to be just uh, um, strategic at and innovative when we um, talk about meaningful relationships with OHOP couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's where I see it going. Is just um, I think multiplication through discipleship is huge. 
um, because, like I said, we're going to grow. Uh, so um, we just need to multiply ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, just allow others, equip others to have meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's where I see us going. Um uh, from where we've come 10 years ago when, you know, there was only a few hundred couples. Now we're, you know, a few thousand couples. That's very different. Yeah. Um, there, there's a story that's on my heart. Um, we have an OHOP alumni, um, John Hosey. He's a, 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 he went to Alaska several years ago. Well, uh, recently he, um, he, he baptized another uh, OHOP alumni and, his, and her daughter. Um, and to me, that's... That's the that's a good representation of the future of OHOP mm-hmm. is OHOP mm-hmm. alumni serving other OHOP alumni, mm-hmm. um, and I just that just, that image just sits in my head of uh, you know that's where we want to go is um, we want to grow together in our faith and, and and our trust in Jesus share it with others and help them grow, um, mm-hmm. and that all just doesn't happen with oh, with Samaritans per staff or or uh, Operation Hill our Patriots chaplains now it's happening with OHOP alumni. Mm -hmm. Um, serving other HOP alumni. And I just love that model and that image. Thank you for tuning in today. I just love this ministry. Not just that it cares for the wounded veterans, but that it also cares for the caretakers, their spouses, um, and their their families. Um, And we walk alongside them through life. And I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, but we have so many veterans working in the ministry. And so if you know one today, Um, I encourage you to share your love and appreciation uh, for all that they've done for our country. And if you want to hear more from their hearts, you can go back to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. We posted an episode before Veterans Day last year where you were able to hear, we introduced you to our staff members in Samaritan's Purse who formerly served in the U.S. military and the way that they're serving today. Um, There are so many correlations and similarities between the military and ministry, and I loved hearing how God used their past experiences to now serve today. And so we'll put the the link in our show notes if you want to listen. As we close, I want to share a quote, and it's actually hanging in the dining hall in Samaritan Lodge, Alaska. And it says, only two defining forces have ever offered to die for you, Jesus Christ and the American soldier. One died for your soul, and the other died for your freedom. And so for Veterans Day, you know, we honor and remember our veterans, those who have sacrificially given for our freedom. We are grateful to be Americans, um, and we are thankful. And so we give that honor and respect to them today. But it also reminds us of the freedom that, that Jesus offered for our soul. We all have a spiritual need. We are all sinners in a fallen, broken world, and we're separated from God due to our sin. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, But the good news is, Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And John 3.16 echoes that, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And this is the greatest gift. Um, It's a gift offered to all of us. He died for all. But it's a choice. We have to choose to receive it or reject it. And so I ask, have you made a decision for Christ? Um, You know, it says that if you acknowledge that you're a sinner, 
um, unable to save ourselves. Our, our works don't save us. You know, volunteering on Team Patriot and doing good works, uh, they don't save us. It's only the acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord. And, um, you know, John 14, 6 reminds us, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so nothing saves us but that acknowledgement. But Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And it goes on in verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so I encourage you, if you haven't called on the name of the Lord and surrendered, maybe you've been in church your whole life. Maybe you even work with Samaritan's Purse. You work in the ministry. You've heard it so many times, but you've never truly surrendered and accepted Christ as your Savior. Do it today. Um, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has so many resources that can help you learn about God's offer of forgiveness and salvation in your walk with Christ. If you want more information, uh, we'll put the links in our show notes. I encourage you to go to the website and find more. But you can also talk to somebody with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association prayer line any time of day. The number is 888-388-2683. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, to thank a veteran today. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great day.